I think Mickey Mouse is a little full of himself. Okay. He seems like he has kind of the protagonist, like I'm the protagonist vibe I'm about the main him. Like, character, yeah, for sure. Everything sort of revolves around him when bit, realistically yeah. speaking, he's just like wearing red shorts and that's, that's basically all mouse. he has going. He's a mouse in red shorts and nobody wants to talk about it. Thank you, Russ. And like Donald is sick and like he's too proud to talk about it, <laughs> but he's like really sick. And What's so wrong with Donald? Mi- so when Mickey comes around- He's just around, really sick. It's kind he's of He's really, personal. really, he, it's a big sickness. And every time Mickey comes around, it's like, oh no, I gotta have some of Minnie's crackers. It's and like, Donald's like, yeah, man. Um, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll get I'll get right on that. Hey, hey, pal. <laughs> hey, pal! I'm throwing a fruit salad party for all my friends. It's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> sounds I'd love. I, I I know. <laughs> I'm trying to get it together. <laughs> I know, I know. And like Goofy knows, but he <laughs> promised Donald not to say anything. So he's like, gosh, gosh, Mick, maybe we should give him a little space. Maybe if you took a little more time to get to know him. Yeah. Deepen your relationship. Maybe give him some raw fish and gems. He seems confused when you want to hang out with other people, too. Like, if you have someone else with you, Mickey's like, oh, oh well, oh, I get it. A little I, bit of strange, huh? <laughs> Merlin's an actual wizard, Mickey. I want to I wanna know about that. <laughs> so many's a ghost. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Let's just go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go. I want to talk about this game and nothing else. My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy, I know the best game of the week. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Russ Frostrick, and I know the best game of the week. Welcome to the Besties, where we talk about the latest and greatest in home interactive entertainment. This week, we're talking about Disney Dreamlight Valley. Chris Plant, how did that happen? The people at Disney saw Animal Crossing, and they're like, I would like some of that money, please. And then the people at Gameloft, who love to make money on mobile games, are like, Sure. Sure. And, then, and and now we're there. Now we're now it's just real. They did it. They both did the thing. And let me tell you, I'm in love. I'm accidentally in love. <laughs> I'm ironically in love. Okay, we'll be back right back to talk about this, believe it or not. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want. Get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year. 
with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. Oh, God. I spent a good amount of this week wondering if you guys, this is not, I'm not, this is not a goof. Uh, wondering if you guys were tricking me. Like I was the only one playing it. And then, <laughs> and then when you got here, it would be like, surprise. We're surprised we're throwing you a birthday party. Like, or something. I don't, I don't know what I thought would happen, but I could not fathom it. It it is it, yeah it's funny because and you didn't know about this game until we mentioned it while we were recording last week right yeah wow and and now it's here and and, and you're here, experiencing everything you've ever dreamed every time you go to Disneyland this is what you want yeah absolutely just immersing myself in a wild hodgepodge of uh, uh, Disney characters that resembles nothing as coherent as the uh, bedroom wall of a 10-year-old cutting pictures out of Disney Adventures magazine <laughs> and, and taking that, them to their wall in a in a bizarre melange of Disney IP. Can I ask a question up front? Yeah. yeah. Am I the only person who's probably going to put this in their top 10 games of the year list? I adore this game. Oh, thank God. No, 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 no. I Okay, good. It's great. I it's was great. No, it's okay. great. It's great. I w- uh, uh, but like it's great. <laughs> should, well, should we explain like what the okay, loop it is, yeah. is can i try can i try yeah, please, say, do, please it, do. okay you've played farming games like uh stardew valley right let's use let's start with stardew valley right okay. and, uh, although i think animal crossing is probably a better comparison i i think it's a little closer to animal crossing because of the uh, the, so it's, you're in a, a this place called Dreamlight Valley. It's been taken over by this dark force, and you, through the power of gardening and friendship, are going to beat back <laughs> the forces of darkness. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Gardening, mining, fishing, the yeah. power of friendship. What mine was in was that sort order. of an oversimplification for comedic effect. Uh, but th- but I'm glad no, 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 no. But I think it's important everybody knows mining and fishing. Thank you. Mining and Please fishing. Uh, yeah, obviously mining and fishing. The Disney games do this a lot, actually, mm-hmm. where whenever there is a uh, mashup of IP, there's always like a centralized, like, I don't know, it's just kind of like a Disney area. <laughs> it's just like real Disney looking. And you use this mm. hub world to l- lure in other beloved Disney characters to your valley to come live in your valley. So you have to make them like the home they'll like and do quests for them and help cook meals for them and do all those kind of like life sim type things uh, that you would... That Lure you would in sounds in. a little nefarious, but honestly, that's pretty accurate. Like, no, you are I'm, kind of... I've said exactly the word I meant to use. You do <laughs> lure them in. Yeah, you set honeypots for them, and then you you imprison them in your valley. <laughs> Is Pooh in this game? I haven't seen him yet. Uh, I don't know. With the amount of bananas I've been eating, I sure hope Pooh's in this game, or else it's going to be a rough, <laughs> rough right. time. Hey. Is he... And they're like weird rights. St- I always uh, noticed in Kingdom Hearts and all the Kingdom Hearts games, it always opened up and it was like characters trademark Disney, except for Pooh, who is here on special <laughs> loan from the author of the Pooh books. Well, yeah, they Pooh's can use in, uh, Pooh's in the um, public domain now. That's wild. Well, but only early Pooh, not Disney Pooh. Right. So that's Correct. the distinction, like the, right? Yeah. Winnie the Pooh is in the public domain. <laughs> Winnie a Pooh is <laughs> Winnie a Pooh. 
I don't. Anyway, I, uh, Wally's in this, so who cares? Wally is definitely in this. Gameloft has is such a wild company. They have made Disney games in the past, but they have mm. also made a million games in the past, and not all of them, I would say, are slam dunk. I mean, I would go so far as to say they are the Majesco of games right now. Yeah, reputationally. Yeah. Uh, like can you explain that? Part. Because yeah. that, 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 sure, that that's is a little a bit very niche. I'll be more blunt. Thank I think Gameloft's rep, rep, uh, like reputation as a game maker is terrible. Like I think most people do not get jazzed when they play a Gameloft game, but they do have a shitload of them. Yeah, and they basically owned the mobile gaming double A space forever. Yes, yeah. I, I, I will also clarify most people, by that you mean people who don't play a lot of mobile games. Because I think yeah, people so who like, play a lot of like mobile games will be like, game, love it. If there's like a Need for Speed game or like a whatever, it's almost always like an like IP, existing IP. It's always game loft. Yes, Paddington, Paddington Run was a game loft joint. If sure. That's, uh, sure, or like the Asphalt series. Yeah, Asphalt, which is like the Dungeon Hunter, I believe. Is and also and game I'm going to add this by saying... I know I'm sure there's a very ta- a bunch of very talented people making games at Gameloft. I think by their nature of working with IP, their schedules are very tight and there's a limit to how much quote creative magic a lot of Gameloft games can have. So I don't want to like dunk on Here, these people that are trying to make a Here's a more mainstream thing than Majesco. Their Activision before Activision stopped making games. Mm. Remember when Activision yeah. was like You're SpongeBob, sure, whatever, we can get like yeah. five of those out. Like they, they totally just make fine. a lot of stuff, and not all yes. of it is great, but some of it is great. They they just made a Lego Star Wars like survival multi castaways, yeah. I think is what it's called. That's pretty great. Uh, they did a, the they have a, they've done a lot of Disney stuff. They made one that was called Disney Magic Kingdoms. That was oh yeah, kind of a uh, Disney park management sim almost, much more than good. this it, was. It yeah, was, it, it made me sad. I thought it was okay, but this is this is this is on another level. I don't know that I associate that brand with quality. And so when mm. I saw that they were the developers of this game that I saw a trailer for, I was like, "Oh, that looks cool." I was like, "Oh no, this is." But I think that the amount of polish, and not just polish, but like creativity that has gone into this game is 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 genuinely yeah. very impressive. Hey, hey, before before we get off the Gameloft boat, just one more thing. Do y'all know who is the founder of Gameloft? Who? Isn't it a Ubisoft like? De- it, it, it's Michel Gamo, who is the brother wow. of the Ubisoft guy. And let me tell you, this this is the best scenario for a life. Dude founded Gameloft. Does not have a Wikipedia page. There we That's go. The That's dream. the dream, right? That's like a dream. you're a gajillionaire, and people like <laughs> you are known as brother of the Ubisoft guy. Yeah. Um, I think we've talked about, I mean, I, I think people know the the Stardew Valley comparison is so apt that mm. I don't know that there is I much actually, mechanically that... Well, that, there is one mechanic. I, I think the big difference between this and Stardew and even Animal Crossing is I think there are people, Justin was certainly one of them, who pick up Stardew and they're like, what the fuck am I supposed to be doing? Like, I am overwhelmed. Someone's throwing me seeds. I don't Mm -hmm. know what to do. Yes. And those first few days, you kind of have to figure it out on your own. Find your own fun, whatever. Animal Crossing's gotten a little better at this, but that too is like pretty self-directed. Whereas in Dreamlight Valley, you are given like six quests from the jump. And it's like, oh, Donald Duck... Or whatever. Uh, uh, Scrooge. What's the, the rich duck? duck? 
Scrooge. What's the rich, What's the rich duck? duck? Scrooge needs you to like sell some gems at the store Steam or put up some signs. mean rich shit. dude ever. <laughs> Except for Bezos. So you, you are given direction <laughs> in Quacky what Bezos. to do and it progresses you through it. <laughs> Thank you, Fresh, for muscling through that. Yeah, yeah that was a that was a heroic effort. Yeah, I true. think it goes even beyond that because yes, you're given like six things to do right away, and you're told like, yeah, it's kind of like Animal Crossing, you know, stop by here now and then, and it's like, but there's also a thousand other sub quests that you can do. Mm-hmm. Here's a list of them. Oh, and as you complete them, we'll just keep giving you more on top of that, so you basically never see the bottom of the coffee cup. And it's yeah, and it's, Animal Crossing for what it's worth has those two where it's like pick three, a fit, yeah, fifty but it's plants. Not, it's or, not. It's not narrative in the way that this game is narrative, and that is was probably the most unexpected thing for me. Where it's like this dark force that has taken over the world, which is called the forgetting. Uh, it, it, like all of the characters are kind of struggling with that, and any time there are lots of prompts <laughs> for you to respond. Okay. Mickey's one of the first people you talk about Minnie. Mickey is really struggling with the fact that Minnie is gone. He's struggling with the loss of Minnie. I mean, like literally, that is what's happening. He's leaving Minnie. So much worse than that. Minnie is gone, and yet her ghost haunts the valley. Like you'll be you'll be farming your like I don't know your canola oil or whatever. And then you like in the distance by the river, you'll see the reflection of Mickey's ghost, and you're like, "That can't be right." Hey. And no, sorry, thank you. I, it is uh, it is wild to me that this game, there is such a weird hodgepodge of Disney characters in it, and it's not weird. I mean, there's like we're not going into like you know we're not digging up like Oswald the Rabbit or Mortimer Mouse or something, but like it is it is a weird sort of thing where like. Ursula will pop up and she's be, she'll be like, go unlock this secret cave for me. And I know that's a bad idea. And my character, who seems to know everybody in Disney, does not seem aware that she should not be helping Ursula. And then Ursula's like, now build me a house on the beach. Like, no way. You're the worst. <laughs> and you, By the way, it's $10,000. Like, I don't want to do that. You suck. Has anyone uh, in the game, I saw this in a trailer. Has anyone met Scar yet? No. Okay, so Scar is in the game. I don't know if it's it's also another character you can invite. Scar fucking murdered Mufasa. Yeah, right. I you mean, don't murder. want him in your town. Yeah. There's all kinds of weirdness like that where like the Disney IP is like is like treated in a in a whimsical way but not in a precious way and that just leaves like weird stuff like you can you can eat raw fish to get energy, <laughs> and then to to get to be friends with people and build your level, you give them gifts. And make, it is so bizarre to have Mickey like, "Hey, you're my best pal, and if you bring me three paradots, I'll really like you then." I mean, like you a lot now. But is, what if you brought me a fish? This is sandwich? really a transactional relationship. That right. feels pretty in line with the Disney company. Yeah, sure, fair enough. You know? Fair enough. <laughs> I was I was uh I was surprised at the amount of like uh freedom they that that game off seemed to have been given to yes, make these characters say things that i didn't i certainly wouldn't expect to hear about mickey's sort of depressive episode that he finds himself in mm-hmm. uh but it's it is somewhat refreshing <laughs> to 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 see these like incredibly protected characters uh used in that way 
Uh, I also wanted to say we've compared this game to a lot of things. I would say in terms of presentation, this game gives me huge Viva Pinata vibes. And oh, that, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Re- maybe a lot just of like- chunky sound design that really like reinforces the stuff you're doing. Lots of like uh, uh, flashy, flashy effects whenever you do literally anything. Yeah, it feels very. It feels like a you know a rare title like that 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 I, I know that's sort of an abstract thing but i feel like if you've played fable and uh played played viva pinata you kind of know what i'm so, talking about uh, yeah out of curiosity what platform did you guys play on steam, steam deck, deck maybe yeah i played on steam deck okay, i played it good. on switch first okay, so yes that this is what i did want to discuss and griffin you could add some perspective here my biggest problem with this game is I've been playing it on the Switch because it, it is a really good game for Switch if you got kids because it's very easy to, like, pass the Switch around and you guys, you know, it l- lets them take turns. But, like, it is chunky. Like, on the Switch, oh, is it, it? Is, it is not running great. The load times are long. The frame rate is bad, like, bad. Did you use the cross-save feature? See, that is the, that is the that was my issue with the Switch is I did not think the performance was terrible on the Switch. I thought it was passable. And it is like the most convenient way for me to play games with with Henry. Um, but like the very first time you open up a chest and it's like you should do cross saves so that uh, you know you can use these reward these one time rewards if you play this game on other platforms. And I was like, oh okay. And then of course, like that shit n- never works good <laughs> on Switch. Like never. Oh, uh, yeah. And so like it was impossible to get that to like authenticate and connect. And so I was like, well, I just started and I I don't want to, you know, lose lose mm. this progress or anything like that. So I switched to Steam Deck and it was uh, it plays a million times better. Yeah, I, I feel like I if I was going to keep playing this, I would switch because even things like loading up your inventory or opening a package, there's a good like second of delay mm. yeah. before you actually do it. And I, that really slows down the experience. I do also wish there was like a little bit of faster running like um on uh for some reason i switched my shoes at some point and this is again my experience is just the switch so maybe exclusive that but like i switched my shoes at some point and i started running twice as fast but the kit the frame rate didn't alter so i just looked like i was (laughs) benny hilling like around the world wait 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 there are shoes that increased your run speed no it glitched oh (laughs) it it was a glitch well there is a way to increase man 69 i'm here with a great new glitch uh, speed run (laughs) you put on the astral boots while you're feeding (laughs) force feeding goofy more wheat and uh there is a way uh, you can't increase your run speed how do you do that you you eat meals. If you your your stamina bar is blue, and when oh. it's full and you eat meals, it'll turn yellow. Did you? Oh. Eat, did and you it eat gives the shoes? Above. Maybe. And mm. then also, I put on my Buzz Lightyear uh, baby boots, and I was I was to infinity and beyond, baby. Can I talk about Disney adults for a second? Yeah, yeah please. I, and I apologize because yeah, I'm fresh. I'm surrounded by Disney adults, so I apologize in advance. Mm-hmm. It just seems a little weird to me. Okay. That this full on, like the only character models that you can pick are like basically like 20 somethings. And it just seems weird to see one lone 20 something running around a Disney world like solo. And I'm not judging, but I am. It just a little bit. 
And it just seems, I'm not saying that they there need to be kids there, but there's no multiplayer in this game. So just like this random ass 20 something wearing well, like an exclusive mm, Mickey hat. So do you want to be, you want to be controlling a 38 year old man mm. just running around? No, no. I'm saying it should be kids. You want to no, control a child. But, but you own a Just ha- like Animal I, you, Crossing. No. Like animal- Fresh, you're, you're forgetting that kids have their own dreams and their dream is not to be a six-year-old who's renting a house it's yeah but animal crossing i think like, walks that line where they it reads it could read as an adult or a kid kind of thing whereas here they're like full-on like oh this person has a mortgage a lot russ the, just telling <sighs> kids from adults because it feels like you've really forgotten how to dream mm-hmm. how to dream big because this 41 year old it just seems fucking weird this I'm game sorry, has a, actually weird. a lot to teach you yeah, you actually should be paid. I think you might have learned some of the missed some of the lessons. <laughs> um the I I you know what is irritating for me about this is mm. I I really think it's fun like aesthetically and I think it's it's kind of cute. They, I kept getting hung up on how many like quality of life upgrades and changes that like I as someone who, you know, doesn't want to spend 100 hours on this like the um, backpack is really restrictive. Like the amount of stuff you can carry around is pretty restrictive. And all fla- flowers killed me. Like the 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 floor gets littered with stuff and you end up picking up these flowers. And sometimes you need a flower for a quest. But like every different color of every strain of flower takes up its own backpack slot. So like you have to be careful to not pick up flowers. Uh, I spent way too much time. Like, Did you build more chests? Yeah, but I don't know at any given point like what. I need to be storing and what's like worth keeping and, and things like that. So what I did with that is I built chests and I put them in certain areas. So like where I do most of my flower harvesting, I put a chest outside there and where I do a lot of my mining, I put a chest out there and then I like just fast travel because it takes like two seconds to a chest that I need. Cause I put them right by fast travel spots. I mean, Wait, it, what? It, it's They're... definitely gaming it, but I, I didn't I find it. No, that's a good idea. Like, I, I think my experience was colored by like even going into the menu to get fast travel slots like took a few seconds. Laggy. So like yeah. it was a lot of times quicker to run than it was to like get into the menu and, and let yeah. it run and everything. I I guess the thing for me is I was so impressed by the like the creature comforts of this game, especially compared to like a Animal Crossing and somewhat to a I think it's Stardew better Valley. than Animal Crossing. I think it's worse than Stardew Valley. I think from that's the beginning, sort of... from the beginning, I think it's better than Stardew Valley. But you can unlock stuff in Stardew that gets you to that place. But like yeah. the fact that like when you want to water plants, which is the most annoying thing in any farming game, from the top that you can water like eight plants yeah, right yeah. away, more than that, right? And right. they grow in like twenty minutes. I mean, depending on the fruit, like it, it, it's fast. You can really also fast. like just hold down a button, and you will just go from spot to spot planting like your chosen seeds instead of having to like do it one sometimes button you get press at a time. Turbo harvests and the plant will just glow gold and then you can harvest a bunch from it for no real reason. I mean, yeah. it's, it's cool like to see a, a studio like Gameloft that has mastered all of the like feel lessons of mobile games of, hey, that sure feels good. I'll keep playing for a few more seconds and putting it in a legit video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's good, and then they they got the legit video game part right. And like, the legit video game part is it that actually works really well because there there are a bunch of like dumb tasks, you know, like meaningless, like collect ten fish or whatever. But that stuff kind of happens organically as you're doing the more structured things. So every once in a while, you just go to collect your like your dream light, 
winnings from completing all these like little side o- objectives and stuff. And you're not having to like focus on it, but it does give you the sense that like, even if you're not right in the middle of something, you might as well pick up some <laughs> different items because you might need them later or you yeah, might need to it, be harvesting. And it also, you can have friends with you. Like mm-hmm. you, you can ask any of the characters to like hang out with you. And then when you're doing the little piddly things like mining and fishing and all that stuff, it increases your friendship level just because I guess Moana's like, fuck, you are so good at planting corn. You're my <laughs> dude forever. <laughs> this is so <laughs> real to me. Uh, um, should we talk about how this game is like, pri- like how it works pricing wise? Because I think it's pretty confusing and people. Should I would be love aware. you to explain it to me because he, I'm confused. Yeah. Okay. So. Right now, Disney Dreamlight Valley is in early access, which means the only way to play this game right now is to pay $30. With that $30, you get a bunch of furniture, some clothing, and you get Moonstones, which is the premium currency of this game. You get a shitload of Moonstones. Eventually, I don't know how long this is going to take, but eventually Dreamlight Valley will go to 1.0 and become a free-to-play game in which case, you obviously, when you start playing, you won't get any of the clothing or the moonstones or anything like that. Now, you might be asking, what do the moonstones do? What do the moonstones do? Good question, Justin. The moonstones unlock, at least what I've seen, the moonstones unlock premium, effectively, they're like battle passes for cosmetics. So right now, there's a Pixar Fest going on, and you can buy the Pixar Fest battle pass I'm sure it's called something else. And uh, basically, you'll do quests and unlock cosmetics within that over the span of however long it is. I think it's like two months, the battle pass runs. I do not know, and I kind of have an inkling, that later on, they will begin to lock like character quests and new characters behind Moonstones as well. I'm not 100% sure of that, but I kind of feel like they might go down that road in which case it could potentially get pretty expensive and potentially predatory if your kid really likes, I don't know, fucking Br'er Rabbit. But in this case, (laughs) I don't think they're going to have that one in it. (laughs) Uh, But in this case, for right now, it is really just cosmetics. uh, and, And for what it's worth, you can unlock some of those cosmetics for free. But it just takes a lot longer, and a lot of them are also locked. By I will say that the cosmetics also. This is not my my jam, and I imagine uh, we have maybe aged out of this a little bit. But the outfits and stuff are my kids were wild about them. I mean, there's like so many. They did spend a lot of the time uh, just switching out their outfits and collecting, you know, different skirts and dresses and hats and stuff. And it, it actually got to a point where I was like, okay, girls, um, daddy's. <laughs> Daddy's really got to go get Goofy some more tomatoes, okay? <laughs> or else I'm not going to see much of this game other than this menu of you guys changing your clothes. I, but they're very cute. A lot of them are, like, inspired by... You know what? A lot of them are, like, Disney bounding, which yeah. if you don't yeah. know, you're not allowed to dress like a Disney character if you're an adult in the parks. So people dress in, like, color blocks and things like that that sort of, like, uh, you know, you know, nod towards a, a, a character's iconic look. Um, and a lot of the outfits are like that. I, I I tried to make a uh e griffin a virtue a virtua griffin um and I I did I looked like I was twenty years old but with a sort of gray undercut okay um, <laughs> which is not my not the not the best sort of simulacrum I've ever created but uh the the fashions are 
still fantastic. I like yeah. there was like a hoodie that I was like, man, I, I would wear that to the park in real life. That's 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 pretty stylish. Um, um, yeah, I think they. It's very clear they spent a ton of time on the outfits and stuff like that. The last game that did this was actually pretty recent. Saints Row spent like a ton of time and effort making like really robust costume like options. And I think it really pays off because it makes you feel more attached to your character and it makes you feel like you're unlocking a lot more, even if it's not like gameplay content. Yeah. So props to that. I yeah, I think this is one area where they trump Animal Crossing and Stardew because you've got like a necklace and a glasses and a hat and a shirt and a, a you know, a sweatshirt on top of the shirt. There's just like way more options and layers, which I guess is the upside of having a 20 something. You could like wear a lot more stuff. I mean, yeah. I would. Love, I could wear anything. And, and yeah, you know me. I'm a real clothes horse. I know, but I'm basically. Uh, I'm still basically in my twenties. To, to put a bow on this, thirty dollars. I mean, free is a hell of a deal for this. Three dollars, I think, is still compared to a lot of games that we have played this year that cost sixty or seventy bucks. This feels like a very full game to me so far, yeah. and I'm like probably twenty hours in. Is this the sort of thing where your all's appreciation of it is like? Uh, more more sort of uh, are you appreciating this or is this the kind of thing you think that you'll stick with beyond today's episode and if so like what is pulling you through like what is it that you are enjoying about it because right now I kind of feel closer to like oh this is neat and I'm having a little bit of fun with it but it doesn't feel like maybe like a long term thing even though I think my kids will probably stick with it uh, for sure yeah I think plant is the one that's probably furthest out of any of us um, I, I just finished the like Wally quest, which is like the first like leave your world and go bring someone back quest. Well, and it, after that, that I was like, I choose because I had uh, Moana first. Yeah, there's a few different options, but after I completed that, and they were like, oh, you should build Wally a house. I was like, nah, I'm good. And it's not because I didn't like it, but I definitely like could extrapolate what the next ten or twenty hours was gonna look like because I'm sure I would unlock the next one and. You know, then I'm doing little quests for that person. It's pretty different than that, actually. But yeah, okay. I, 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 that was that was my concern early on that it would be kind of episodic like that. But it, it takes a pretty different direction. You want to like again? You've played more than anyone. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate that you did the 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 Wally one is like kind of the worst starting quest. If if anybody's going to choose one, I would start with the there's a Ratatouille one, and I would do that. Yeah, that was the other. I wish I started with that. Yeah, the Ratatouille. You like. Go to the kitchen in Paris, and it's like you learn a lot more about cooking. You get a whole bunch of recipes. Then you come and build his house in the city. And the second that you build his house, it also builds a restaurant for the city where you can, like, buy a lot of the ingredients that you need for different things. And then because you now have a restaurant in your city, there's a whole bunch of quests that are, like, built around running a restaurant. So Mm. different, like, characters now want to come and eat their meals at different times of the day. It's just like, oh, well, somebody's going to come because it's tied to a real clock. Merlin's going to come for breakfast, Mm. and he's going to want these things. Um, Oh, man, speaking of that, that reminded me, you can always open up the map and see exactly where anybody's ass is. Love it. Love it. As Merlin, I know, I got exactly Merlin's ass. This map is so good. That if Minnie's ghost appears, it shows Minnie on the map. Like, hey, Minnie's here. Isn't that weird? Her ghost is still haunting you. <laughs> yeah. And then the other part of the game that's different than that, because the area that y'all are talking about is in the kind of like Disney, iconic Disney castle. 
But most of the stuff that you're actually unlocking are these like other parts of the main map. So there's like a elephant graveyard area again, dark. Um, oh, I guess that's where Scar is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There and there, there's and there are more characters in all these different parts. There's kind of like a a frozen area. Um, so yeah, they they kind of find ways to introduce characters who are going to live in the town in in different ways. Some of them it's just like oh they're just already inhabitants, and then other people are the people that you're kind of bringing in and building houses for. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I will play a lot more of this game. I know that there's like the the Toy Story expansion coming, I guess, later this year. And I'm extremely excited about that. But, I mean, the big thing is it's just it. I have desperately needed one of those games that I can play while, like, Mosey's having dinner. And I can kind of pay attention to the game, but kind of not. And this is, I mean, it's perfect for that. I mean, Griffin, you mentioned the hold down a button to do all your farming that's really nice in terms of like letting me get out any grinding that I would need to do. But mostly it's, you know, I, I like Disney stuff. I like seeing what all the characters do. And I like that the game itself around it is good enough to hold my attention and not feel like a waste of my time. Because if what I wanted was just Disney, like there's a trillion games, Game Loft made plenty of them that, that could, you know, whet the appetite. But this, this being like actually a solid game, mm. I'm 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 pretty stuck in it. Wow, yeah, Disney Dreamlight Valley. I I I would not have have expected it. Um, that this is a thing. I would I would say this: if you don't know for sure, if you're on the fence about this, I think you would be fine to wait until this is a little bit more, especially if you're playing on the Switch, because I hope that there will be some like it's on Game Pass. Oh yeah, well there you go. Okay, yeah. Is it currently on Game Pass right now? I didn't know that. Yep. 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 Yeah, and on Steam is overwhelmingly positive right now with two thousand six hundred reviews, so which I am bananas. shocked by. Like, I mean, everything about this game is the best kind of surprise. Yeah. Hey, should we should we go to should we go to the B segment? Let's do it. Let's go. You go get a phone. You just want a phone. Talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts. And you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. They're wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This episode of The Besties is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so... You know, there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy, 
I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Justin, you reviewed a game for Polygon.com. That's right. I'm not just a pretty face. I'm also got away with words, too, you know? Um, and, uh, I, I talked about return to monkey. Island. Okay. So return to monkey Island. We, I've been to this Island in, in past years and now I'm coming back to it. Uh huh. Yes. The, the, okay. Monkey Island. Cause we got a lot of children who listen to this show, just young kids. Uh, monkey Island is, is a wild franchise, a chronology, which the weirdness of it did not, did not strike me until I uh, wrote the review for this game. So Monkey Island is a, um, a series, uh, an adventure game series. One of the, one of the first, uh, one of the like landmark LucasArts adventure game uh, series. You play a pirate called Guybrush Threepwood, who is uh, trying to become a mighty pirate. And he's facing off against the ghost pirate LeChuck, who is his enemy with the help of governor Elaine Marley, who is also his wife now and is also no longer the governor. Um, they have always been like very silly, punny sorts of experiences. They were designed in like counterpoint to some of the harder core adventure games where like death was on the table. Like you can't really die in a monkey Island game. And that was sort of a big innovation at the time. Like they wanted you to experiment and do silly stuff. And, you know, there would be written a lot of gags, you know, if you try to do a weird combination of items. And that is another like hallmark of the series is like, sort of outside of the box to put it kindly thinking. But the wild thing about this game, the first one came out in 1990. They had a sequel in 91. Okay. Then there's six years until the curse of monkey Island in 97, three years until escape from monkey Island. And that's the third one or the, I guess the fourth one at that point. And then there was a full nine year gap between that and tales of monkey Island, which was like the telltale, Oh. series that was like when that came out it was already a nostalgia piece right it was already like whoa this is wild you guys are bringing back monkey island fantastic fast forward to 13 years later wow. <laughs> and the uh, uh uh we've got return to monkey island uh brought back from the dead yet again uh this time it is being helmed by uh ron gilbert and uh, the original creators of the the game were um, you had Ron Gilbert and Dave Grossman 
and Tim Schafer. And obviously Tim Schafer is is doing double fine type stuff, so he's not on board for this. But Gilbert and Grossman are both back. Um and that is Return to Monkey Island. It is uh it looks kind of like uh I said in the review, it's kind of like a Henry Selleck folding paper doll type look. It's much more aesthetically pleasing than a lot of like the gross polygonal directions that this franchise went into. It's one of those, it's one of those like long running franchise where the best entries are the oldest and the newest, you know what I mean? Mm. There's like a part part in the nineties that no one is going to have nostalgia for. Cause it was that horrid 3d that we were all uh, uh, forced to endure. Um, but it's, that's I don't know I I don't know what like the questions would be about it but like that's the pitch I guess the question is this so so the game start originally was a point and click adventure game so mm-hmm. it was 2D and you'd click around the screen and you'd like oh you have an icon you have a sandwich in your inventory so you click on the sandwich and then you click on a keyhole oh no that sandwich can't unlock the keyhole try something else yeah how much of that I guess has changed and or modernized to make it maybe a little more palatable for a modern game audience, or is it just like total throwback? Um, it's not total throwback. The So there is still like the get an item, use the item on the thing, but that I feel like is foundational to the genre. What Monkey Island, Return of Monkey Island does, uh, so these original, the original games were built on what's called uh, Scum, which is an engine, an adventure game engine where you're choosing verbs and then choosing how you like, use those verbs on objects in the environment. Like smell the horse, smell the horse, look at the man, you know, touch, smell the glove, whatever. And, um, stop smelling. Things. Smell the horse. <laughs> smell the horse. <laughs> Put the glove um, on the horse. This does away with the, this makes it contextual. So if you see a, a glove, you maybe have like left click can look at the glove, right click will pick up the glove. And it says that on the screen, like what the different, clicks would do so you don't have to choose like what verb you're using to to interact with stuff it's also like fully voiced a lot of the original performers are back so like that's really the the joy of it is in the story and and i will say like the puzzles and that stuff like do less to get in the way of um, they're not as obtuse as they yeah and also there is a casual mode where a lot of the puzzles are sort of like simplified and there's also a hint book that's great where it's like, I don't know what to do next. And you can ask it a question. It will give you like a very well, a, a very general hint that increases in specificity as you continue to ask for more, more nudges. Yeah. No, that's so I never really got like frustrated by any of it um, in that regard. Uh, it's cool because it, it's very much like a game about its own lineage. It's a game, but not in the sense of like, we're bringing back a lot of characters that you know, and and that's the gag, like that, that mm. they just happen to be back. That definitely happens a lot. But the game narratively or maybe thematically is very interested in like how things are remembered and how stories change over time. Um and like Guybrush returns to Monkey Island and he's actually returning to Melee Island at first, which is like where, sort of the home base uh, island. And like a lot of people don't remember him or, uh, you know, the town has changed a lot. He makes a lot of comment about how things have gotten like remodeled or whatever. His There's a museum where the artifact – this is really pretty meta, but there's a museum uh, on Melee Island that has artifacts from all these previous Monkey Island games. Mm. But – 
the the curator doesn't know anything about Guybrush Threepwood. So like the the it's him like insisting like, yeah, I did this. Like I got this this thing and like this was my adventure. And the guy's like, I don't know, I haven't heard of you. Like that's that's really that's bizarre that, you know, I I don't quite believe it. But like there's a lot of things like that where it's about history and lineage and narrative. And it doesn't get like heavy handed with it or, or anything, but it does interestingly seem to be the creators of the game sort of in conversation with their own legacy, which I think mm-hmm. is kind of interesting for a, a sort of silly adventure game like this. Do you think that someone needs that background to like enjoy themselves with this? It would definitely enhance it. I think, I mean, I, it's going to be better. Uh, there, there are a few too many characters where there's this like used ship salesman named Stan in a lot of the games. And he's this very goofy looking character with a big cowboy hat. And he's got a, um, he's wildly gesticulating his arms all over the place. And the pattern of his jacket does not move as he moves. So you're just seeing like, that's hard to explain unless you see the effect in practice. But like all of those things were in uh, creations of an era where it was much harder to communicate what a character looked like, right? So these visual hallmarks have just been sort of carried through. So if you're new to it, you might wonder like, this guy looks insane. Why did they do this? And it's like, that's, I don't know. It's just the way he's, he's looked from the beginning. Um, it, it is the, the music and the voices are really like, it hits some big nostalgia buttons for me. I did not even realize like hearing monkey Island music is like very, uh, was very comforting and, and chill and, and Dominic Amato, which is w- weird. He is like, the voice of Guybrush Threepwood and he's great and he does, and he has done like almost nothing else. It's very weird. Like he's done some other like side uh, voices. He's into like dining and he writes like a dining blog or something, but he just comes back to do these monkey Island games every, you know, whatever, 10 years, whenever he's, he is summoned. Um, but he sounds great. Everybody, there's a lot of returning cast members that are great. Um, LeChuck has a new voice. Mm. Uh, and that, that, you know, is, is a big deal. I guess the original, re- uh, LeChuck has retired. And oh, okay. I thought return. he got canceled or something. No, no, no. Came uh, out heavy for NFTs. <laughs> 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 I wish, um, that would be fantastic. Uh, no, he's, he's just out of the game. So, the, but, so they have a new LeChuck, which I only mentioned cause it's Jess Harnell. Anyone Jess Harnell? No, it doesn't make mm. a bell. As Crash Bandicoot. So that's oh. pretty good. I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty Hell good. yeah. Pretty good. I always love the fact that if you guys have never looked at a picture of, of, of Jess Harnell. He looks like look, Crash Bandicoot. He looks like Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> if he was a human being, it's fantastic. Um, yeah, that's it's interesting. I, I'm like trying to think of the last old school adventure game that I've actually finished. And it's been so long. But... I don't, been it's loom, been like loom, I think that's the thing about this that is that makes it sort of interesting is like this genre. It's not like it used to be where like this genre just sort of uh, it, it lies dormant until one of these big franchises revives it. Right. Yeah. It's like the, the, the these games are getting made very regularly. I mean, there's developers like Watch at Eye or. Um, some of the others that like been just, there, done Dan that, that yeah, they yeah. just like specialize in in this sort of thing. Um, so that part is not that novel, and there are not big evolutions made to the from it mechanically. But I sure. do think it's very interesting from a like 
a narrative point of view. Um, it's very pleasant and well-meaning and good-natured and everything. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that seems it seems interesting. I, yeah. I certainly for people that want to like dive into the genre that I don't know. You might not get all the references, but I'd imagine from a polished standpoint, it's one of the better ones out there. And it's been getting really good reviews, which has been nice to has been nice to say. Yeah. It's good game. Y'all want to open the mailbag? Sure. Let's do it. Do 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 the mailbag. Um, here's a question from Grant. What do you think should be the first thing that happens when Mickey Mouse enters the public domain in 2024? Mickey Mouse fucking? I mean, one, I <laughs> don't think there's question. any way it actually happens. <laughs> it won't. I mean, no, but yes, I, 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 think it, I think it doing it would probably be right. Um, they all did see the, the Winnie the Pooh horror movie coming out? Yes. What? Yes. Yeah. Wait, is that real? Yeah, yeah. there's a yeah, real horror movie starring Winnie the Pooh. It's uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Okay, so it so it's using the public domain Winnie. Basically. Correct. Yes. yes. It, it's not. Does like he a, look at all like the Disney Winnie the Pooh? He lo- looks like it's like the Rock of Fire explosion, whatever it's called. Uh, oh yeah. sure, it had a Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. You know, I mean, they like have that. those original illustrations, the A.A. Milne ones, that like, uh, you know, look enough like Winnie the Pooh that you get the idea. He's more naked, but other than that, <laughs> let me tell you, and he's, he's punishing teens for having sex, that kind of deal. Um, but I do, I do agree. Yeah, there's no way that Disney would allow a full public domain Mickey Mouse. They're just gonna like continue moving it along. This one's from Ham. What would be the final thing Disney buys before the apocalypse? I'm gonna tweak this to what would you ignoring the larger philosophical question of uh, Disney having a monopoly on the arts. What would you want Disney to buy? I don't want mm-hmm. Disney to buy anything. Okay. What I think they would buy? Shit, man. Like, CVS could be nicer. CVS? CVS? Pharmacy? Yeah, I, br- okay. I want them to bring their flair to CVS. That's a that fucking great. great. Hey, Russ, that's great, man. I know you were maybe trying to have a little fun here, but I would love for my local CVS I'll, to get I'll, a little bit of extra Disney magic for I'll, sure. I'll expand mm. that and just say healthcare. In, okay. in general, Ew. just if I could get on an app, mm. if I had a healthcare magic band and I just scanned okay. it and then a doctor. Yeah, but you're like, talking about like financial priority. You're going to have to genie pass your way into like a kidney surgery. What about, <laughs> what, about, what about policing? Hey, now we're cooking with. What if Disney bought the prisons? These are <laughs> skits. These are skits. It's important that you it's know a joke. we're doing skits Just here. Doing and skits here, and we're not believing this. I got one more not question for DreamWorks. you. DreamWorks by DreamWorks. Oh just my to, gosh. And then, but then fucking never make another one. Just no, you just for scrap. shut it down. Just, just <laughs> buy some more. Disney bought DreamWorks to shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> we're releasing Shrek into the public domain. <laughs> you can see whatever Boss you Baby want. Is a free agent. P- Puss in boots and butts. Just do it. Go for it. God almighty. Oh, no. Make a porno out of it. We don't care. Ruin Shrek. This is a final question. <laughs> This Please. one's from Austin. If you could room with any of the Disney characters, who would it be and why? Uh, I w- it would be Buzz Lightyear. What? Why? Smallest, He's least obtrusive. Well, Remy. I mean, Remy's small and can pull on your hair to help mm. you do things that you can't do yourself. And can cook. Well, no. And can cook. What do you mean I, he can't cook? I mean, he can cook 
but he he's better at pulling anyone your, can cook. He's better at thank you. He's better at pulling your hair and making you cook because he's really small. Like it takes him a no, while but to get to the stuff on the shelves. Towards the end of the movie, yeah, it's clear see. that he's doing all the cooking. He doesn't need what's his name. Yeah, but jerk. I'm saying it would be faster if he just pulled my hair to help me make eggs, eggs Florentine or whatever. It sounds like you want that to happen. Then it so sounds it like he didn't get room. past that part in the movie. It seems like. <laughs> That would be cool if a brat could pull my hair to help me do things I don't know how to do. Sure, sure, yeah, sure. But sure. I think we are all in agreement that the smallest character would be the best. Um. Well, no? if, if that's the case, then I'm Bugs Life. Jiminy Cricket, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Osmosis, Jiminy's Osmosis Jones is my favorite Disney character. Yeah, I, I feel like a Bugs Life would be better because you basically get one of the kids in the hall, but very tiny. You Like whenever it's annoying, you can put them in a jar or something. Jimmy well, Cricket, I feel like would cool. be judging me constantly. Yeah, there'd yeah. be a lot of songs and judging that. That's it. That's all the questions. Fantastic. I mean, hey, honorable mentions. Yeah, fresh. Play anything else? You've been reading. Is this real? Ugh. This is real. Y'all, buckle the fuck up, uh-huh. because there is an official Elden Ring manga. Yeah, it's only in Japan, although there are English translations of it that you can find on the internet. It is, wait for it, a comedy. The oh, official what? Elden Ring manga is a comedy portrayal of the events of Elden Ring, complete with, like, the main character is, like, naked almost the entire run of the series. It's quite funny. So please look that up, because uh, it's pretty enjoyable, and I love is to it, see... Is it, like, an isekai thing of, like, it's about the player playing the game? No, or... it is in-universe. Why? And... It like legit starts with Melina or whatever your your uh, the lady who comes to you at the fire campfire, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Ah, oh, really? This is this is all we got? There's no one better?" And it kind of just like progresses from there, where you're just meeting the various NPCs of Elden Ring, but everyone is like very disappointed in you. Wait, is it first person? No, it no. Oh, okay. There's an actual character. Okay, okay. I was like, wow, this is really avant garde. Uh. It's great. There just aren't very many, like, very successful IPs that have a sense of humor about themselves. And for a million bucks, I never would have thought that From Software would be one of the companies that would, like, have a pretty easy self sense of humor about themselves. And here you go. There's evidence that they indeed are. It, it rocks. Uh, Griffin, how about you? Yeah, nothing really worth talking about. I, I just picked up... So... I think I have a pretty comprehensive knowledge of the Final Fantasy universe, but I have never really made much of a dent into ten. Um, but I've had it on the Steam Deck for a while because the PC version of the Final Fantasy X remastered lets you like run the game at four times speed and turn off random encounters. And so it's like if this is this it seems like what it would take for me to finally uh make it into this game. And ten is Titus? Is that right? uh, Titus. And yes, Blitzball and Sin yeah. and yeah, all that jazz. Um, I've always I've always admired the game. It's just like it's so slow. It's so slow, even compared to Final Fantasy games. It's, it's pretty slow, um, but not when you're running at a four times speed. Um, so yeah, I, I really I have not been gaming a whole lot. The, uh, a a cold has been ravaging my household, so uh, mm. not a lot of not a lot of gaming time on the books this week. Hoops. Um, gosh, you know, I don't, I still playing, uh, Arcade Paradise and still playing, uh, 
Slay the Spire. Uh, you know, I hop back into Solitarica a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I Sorry, guys. Not a lot of new games over here. Just, uh, just hanging in there. Plant, what about you? I've been playing a lot, but it's all stuff we're going to talk about next week. So oh, okay. for now, I'm going to say that people should read Predator, a memoir, which is a book, like experimental fiction, nonfiction about Predator, the movie written by this uh, dude, Ander Monson, who is one of my favorite, uh, I, I guess, indie writers. I don't know what you call it in the book world when you mostly write outside of like the major publications, I guess, indie writers. Anyway, it's great. It is a recounting of his life and a recounting of the original Predator and a dissection of culture. It's bizarre. Sorry, just to clarify, when you say his life, do you mean the Predator's life? Both, yeah. The Predator's life and the author's life. uh, Right, but is it in first person from the Predator's point of view? No. Okay. Because it, it's wish. Predator, a memoir, because so that implies that it's the Predator's memoir. He, he rubbed mud all over his body, which I thought was <laughs> cheating. <laughs> I just wanted, I just wanted his spine. <laughs> okay, good clarification. <laughs> why are why is every human man so big? <laughs> uh, fresh shooter, um, we have to thank. Yeah, I wanted to thank the following people for writing reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts. We have Platoon Sergeant Sean, Lily Sleeper, Jaw Thumb One, and JD Buffington. Thank you for writing reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to everyone else for writing reviews and talking about the show and sharing the word. Uh, we really super duper appreciate it. This week, we talked about Disney Dreamlight Valley, we talked about Return to Monkey Island. Uh, the Elden Ring manga, which I guess is only available, I assume, illegally online. Just Google it, and yeah. it, might, it might stumble. Up. I'm not going to give you direction. Just sure. Google it. Final Fantasy X, Arcade Paradise, Slay the Spire, and Predator, a memoir. Uh, and then next week, basically the big indie games of the season. Just a, a grab bag full of all these cool indie games. We got Hyper Demon, uh, Metal Hellsinger, Trombone Champ, uh, there, there's plenty more that we're going to talk about. This is just the beginning. And in the B segment, Deep Rock Galactic. It's happening. How are we going to find the time to play all these games? This I've already question. played like most of these. They're great. Okay. It's been a, a, a smorgasbord right. of delicious games. <laughs> uh, all right. That is going to be next week. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, be sure to join us again for all that great conversation with the besties. Because she's the world's best friends. Pick the world's best games. Steve.